0: Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. (stín) Rough Trade
1: Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Is it Rough Trade Radio? Rough Trade Radio. Rough ( religbbles) Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. What's that?
2: Hello and welcome to Rough Trade Radio's shoplifting podcast with me, Ben Monaghan. Um privileged to be joined in the studio by Pro Tomato. We've got Greg and Alex.
3: Hi.
4: Hey, Ben. How you doing?
2: First time in the store, you were saying?
4: Yeah, this is our first time, which is shocking. We've been to the New York one. Ah, right, never yeah. Never to the the proper London
2: ones. Well, well, welcome. It's, uh, it is a privilege to have you here. I must admit from the off, um, I'm a long-time fan of the band... 2015's Agent Intellect uh, was in my top 10 for the year. Um, I also had a hand in booking you guys for the Rough Trade 40th anniversary show at the barbecue. Oh, wow. yeah. You guys yeah. uh, had that live collaboration with the pop group, sure uh, which was amazing. Was, so
3: much. It was pretty fun. Yeah, whole, I was gonna just thing. quickly
2: ask, I, I never got a chance to ask sort of in brief your experience of that. It was It was quite a thing, you know, and uh, I won't lie, it was my favorite of the three uh, collaborations, but was it an enjoyable experience or?
4: Yeah, it it was. It was the most nerve-wracking thing we, we've we ever had to do going into it. <laughs> yeah. But it was well worth it. We didn't know what to expect at all. We weren't really given any ex- instructions or we didn't know where we were we going to be playing their songs, our songs, new songs. Uh, we didn't have any contact with them. We kind of just showed up in London. Yeah and went to the studio and met them and just started playing and it worked out that we kind of like
3: 3 days rehearsal
4: yeah and it just kind of worked out that we did some of their stuff some of our stuff and then some new stuff too so we kind of did I, a little it, bit it everything.
2: just worked so well like a testament to both bands i think being i mean maybe it almost worked better in that respect cuz it just it
3: was yeah different and uh yeah i think both groups really embraced it though it was really fun
2: yeah it was a well, it was a big deal for us so thank you um mm-hmm. and, and then yeah, this year's Relatives in Descent on Domino Records is is my album of the year for oh, two thousand seventeen. Wow. Genuinely. It's uh yeah, it's a biggie. Um I was I was gonna start by asking you guys, uh, being from Detroit, I was I was intrigued to know if there was an influence from bands, sort of Motor City Garage Rock bands such as M C five, Death, Iggy and the Stooges, or, or or did your influences come from elsewhere? Yeah lots of people tend to mention wire in the fall and
4: maybe public image. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: but uh,
4: Yeah. I'd say they mostly came from elsewhere. The, the only one of those bands I'd say that any of us strongly embraced was the Stooges. Um, and for that, from that it was more, I guess Iggy's solo stuff was maybe even more influential than the Stooges. But yeah. I mean, Funhouse was a really important record for me, but I don't think we sound too much like that stuff. Um, I, like you said, we definitely took influence from Wire and Joe specifically from Marky Smith in the fall. Um, but, I mean, as you can maybe, you'll be able to tell from s- some of our choices, our music tastes are, have always been pretty eclectic. Yeah. And we've, none of us have ever listened to a whole ton of post-punk, to be honest. We always, we've always liked it. Um that just seemed to be a common ground that we could build something off of with this band. So, we take influences from more disparate places and try to mold them into our sound and what we do. Yeah,
2: like any any sort of examples that I mean, I was going to ask. Um, obviously, being in a record store, whether sort of collectively, you know, record stores were were an influence, and and whether there's certain records that maybe. You know you'd all agree on together that kind of helped to
4: define well at least the idea of what you were going to sound like when you yeah yeah i'm sad to say record stores were not like that uh influential for us when we started the band they were for me growing up but by the time the band started i had no money to buy records so i wasn't yeah, really and they going weren't going out of
3: business yes yeah, yeah. yeah
4: uh <laughs> so that yeah that, that was unfortunate there was this record store uh Car City Records, though, I went to pretty much every day growing up, Yeah, that uh, had, yeah, the staff was like um, Ben Blackwell, who is Jack White's nephew, plays in the Dirt Bombs. He would give me a lot of records. He kind of runs Third Man Records now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dion Fisher, who ran this great, and runs this great venue, UFO Factory, playing The Go and a bunch of other bands. But all these kind of Detroit guys ran this record store, were there every day, and Certainly helped influence a lot of my musical tastes growing up. Yeah, um, couple of them were, you know, snobby, but in a good way that yeah. where they would point me in the right direction.
3: Yeah, like not jerks. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I think in terms of uh, records, we could all get around. I mean, really, the the only one that still comes to mind. And I know I mentioned this earlier is, is Wire, and probably uh, Chairs Missing specifically because mm-hmm. it was. A notable departure from pink flag still the short burst of songs but Mm -hmm. it wasn't as it wasn't wound as tight yeah and i think we all are drowned drawn to that and try to bring that sort of ideal into our music yeah yeah um uh, for the uninitiated how
2: would you describe Proto Martas sound i mean it's you've obviously built it up over over years now but Kind of touched up upon it there, but I mean, when you, when you're you're sort of, and that's that's sometimes a difficult question to answer, isn't it? There's no one sentence to define it, but I suppose you you have a unified sort of idea of what you you want to sound like and, and what you want to deliver.
4: Yeah, uh, the, the idea that we're a post punk band, which you know we can embrace because. People like but, to label yeah exactly yeah. and and most of the bands we get compared to are it's very favorable, and we love those bands, yeah. so it's that's fine, but
3: we also have no other alternative, it's not like we're not that we're this other genre, yeah, yeah. so
4: so yeah, so yeah we'll 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 take post punk, but <laughs> uh we don't like to view post punk in the very. Strict sense that some writers seem to, where it's like, it sounds like Joy Division, or it just sounds like this one or two things, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. We more like to use it as a base for what to build other sounds off of. But avoid the limitations. Avoid limitations. Um, Because when we started, people called us Garage Rock, they called us, you know, kind of straight-ahead punk. And they weren't necessarily wrong, but... um,
3: We do sound different now. Yeah,
4: we sound... (laughs) pretty different now and it was just kind of everyone coming into their own as musicians and Joe coming into his own as a lyricist and a singer Mm -hmm. that gave us the sound we have now but uh, we're not we're not good at sound bites for this sort of stuff. No no it's cool I was gonna say for me it's it's that
2: sort of incredible synergy between Joe's lyrics and, and your musicianship that defines your sound i mean uh, how how does the writing process work uh, with the combination of those two things
4: well for the for the most recent record relatives in descent it served with alex and i Um, we get together pretty much five days a week and just played guitar and drums and sometimes for just a couple hours sometimes for eight hours and we would just try to write stuff um, try to come up with ideas. I bought a Bluetooth speaker to bring into the practice space. we just stream stuff, uh, try to come up with ideas from that. Um, and, you know, it'd be anything you could imagine, like bringing like, soundtracks to movies, like Afro rock songs, yeah. different things to try to see if it inspired us. And a lot of it did and became the catalyst for a lot of the songs on the album. So we built skeletal versions of a lot of these songs over a few months and then
3: kind of brought the other guys in Mm -hmm. to build more from there yeah Um, see we wanted to make sure the music was as good as it could be because in the past where we'd write a new song or something Joe would write this lyric over it and then we'd get tired of the music or we'd think it's not good enough and he'd be like well no that's the one I (laughs) like you know but so we're like "All right, well at the very least we can bring you something that we're all happy with before you get attached
4: yeah yeah that, yeah, that was a frustrating part of having Joe there the whole time. He'd write these really good lyrics, and the music just wouldn't be very good. We wouldn't be happy with it. So um, we have a couple songs. That, you know, Most of them, I'd have to be pretty adamant that we'd have to drop them. Usually Joe could rework or rewrite or sometimes just use the exact same lyrics on a new song. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that would make that song interesting in a way because the lyrics would already kind of be there. Yeah, yeah. But... It was. It became kind of a frustrating process because it was totally understandable that Joe would want to keep these lyrics that were some of his best, yeah. but we wouldn't want to keep something that was some of that you lyrics. weren't happy with. Yeah.
2: Well, um, I was. You've released albums now on Hardly Art and and Domino Records. And I was interested to know how these two sort of very well respected independent labels um, have sort of supported you and allowed you to kind of deliver the albums that you want.
3: Well, they've done just that. Actually, yeah. with, like very little, uh, like involvement from them. Not, not yeah. little involvement. I mean, like uh, creatively, like with the records. They're not like, you know, reorder, reorder the track list or like this sounds too, whatever. It's been nice. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of let us make the albums we want.
4: Yeah, when uh, you know, we said Heart of the Art, we were unknown basically, and. We they I mean, we didn't know what to expect. They could have I think when when we started, you know, they had some suggestions of stuff and we we were like, No, we've always been kind of hard headed in that way. And they were like, Cool. So it was like yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then it was we're gonna get on. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we you know, when we signed with Domino, um we were a little bit more experienced and we talked to them up front and we're like, Listen, we're kind of stubborn about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And they are like, Yeah, yeah, okay. And then uh <laughs> when we turned in the record they had a couple of just very minor things and we were like no again. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like okay cool yeah. uh, if there was something I mean we're always we'd always be open to 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 you know suggestions and uh, that but when it comes to like a lot of the mixing stuff a lot of the track listing uh, sequencing that is something we put a lot of thought into so if we were to change it 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 caused a lot of tension probably in the yeah. band because we it took us a while usually to get to the point that it got to, so um, we're very lucky that both labels were very understanding that and that we know if they're going to come to us now too that it's going to be a uh, suggestion that they really believe in so yeah. we we're, we'll, we're more likely to listen now yeah yeah and and the the artwork whether it be the album artwork or
2: or posters or your imagery it always seems very vivid and important um is it, who designs that or where does that
3: joe does the uh album artwork yeah and um yeah for this one he did like these big tour posters for the last couple of months we've done on the road that all kind of unite back to the album cover um and yeah he does like the lyric zine and everything so yeah. he's very serious about it yeah, yeah he was kind of worried because uh, the cover is just an old um, actress like a silent movie actress and he was worried that we wouldn't be able to get the rights since it's like a person, you know, like they're like this.
2: Or the estate of them would come looking for you for... So we sent it
3: it to Domino and they were like, all right, like fingers crossed. And they were like, yep, that's fine. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: um, should we move on to your shoplifting choices? So we've asked you to to pick five records or CDs from the store um, and just to explain why you've chosen them and pick a track from each. So what what are you going to go for first? What have you chosen?
3: We're going to choose life stinks by rocket from the tombs
2: excellent and that is from this punk 45 compilation yeah so is this is this a big important compilation i was saying this got a lot of play in store this uh this
4: comp some great stuff on there
3: yeah it's really great it's got like pear ubu and a bunch of other cleveland bands
4: yeah this was this was something that joe grabbed out of the store and his you know he he was telling us just like looking through the store and seeing all these amazing British post-punk records really brought them to, back to Cleveland and this Midwestern sound because, uh, I don't, yeah, you know, like, again, even with us getting compared to bands, it's pretty much always British bands, but, uh, sometimes the, uh, the Midwestern American post-punk scene from the 70s gets forgotten and it's got some incredible stuff. Um, I mean, just the fact, like, the bands that Rocket from the Tombs, like, spawned is itself an incredible list. So it's, uh, definitely close to our heart to see these midwestern band fellow midwestern bands uh so you're represented yeah perfect exactly. so do you want to introduce the track I'm um, sure yeah this is uh life stinks by rocket from the tombs <laughs>
2: Great. Okay, so your second
4: shoplifting choice, what what record have you gone for? Okay, so for this one, I grabbed uh, Shabazz Palace's Live at Third Man Records, and uh, Shabazz Palace's are one of my favorite groups go- going right now. Um, they are constantly surprising and uh, yeah, I never really know which direction they're going to go in. Between. They're amazing. Me, yeah.
2: me, and the uh, Sid from the store were lucky enough to DJ before their set on Monday at uh, Oval Space. They play for like an hour and a half, and they just just sound like nothing else. Yeah, really. Alex
4: and I just went and saw them in Detroit like a week or two ago, and it was the first time we'd seen them in festivals, and that's not really the best setting to see anyone. But seeing them in this small club in Detroit, yeah. It's, it's, really it's, good. it's just amazing I mean it was I, I would say one of the best live shows I've seen probably last several years yeah, I was yeah. completely blown away by it and the way that they're both just such incredible performers but Ish specifically he's just he's mesmerizing yeah uh, and yeah I don't I'm just they're one of the few modern bands that constantly just surprises me mm-hmm. with every everything they do and just a massive fan. I haven't actually heard they live at Third Man, so I'm excited to to give it a listen because uh, if, if it's anything like the live show we saw, it will be even better than it is on record. Perfect. Uh, what track? We're so we're going to uh, we're gonna choose the track? track Are You, Can You, Were You, Felt. Thank you.
5: feel the same, but I know how it is, coming in and out, coming in and out of the truth, faced with a choice, pursue pleasure, or handle some responsibility. Some self motivated work, some goal oriented. But what do you do? I know, I know. It's a feeling. 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 Woke up to it, heavy, like what you miss Always aware of losing, Come to the mood. My body travel, but my mind way behind my music My crime be relaxing Relaxing on my shiny blueness Come, I understand it, but I never choose it I can't explain it with words, girl this is good This ship I came here on bandage We automatic, don't try to panic But you just when it comes standing, behind the lessons I need to slink Niggas, is dressing That oh, shit, they should be she sure they guess it. it I'm sure they cool and feel that feeling cause they are arrested Throwing a jumpsuit in a Chinese snippet, but I'm still impressed Up on the rack, see my old school from way back Gave him my meal cause he not getting out, that's my impression Bitch, how you throw off sharp and always got a freshman They seem to know me, answer to the most proverbial question Nigga, why to you, swirling in her foot to I find the diamonds underneath the subtle, reflection. I do the spicy of the food. It true, fuck they boo, cause it's a feeling how you talk. Feeling how you walk, Feeling what you show. Feeling that's your blood. Feeling how you know. Feeling girls and bros, it's a feeling, man. It's a feeling. 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 It's feeling. It's feeling. It's the villain. It's the feeling There's some breath Nonetheless I'm in an affair At a tender age We learn to turn the page To mind the screen and stay To see who got the place To hustle up or play Either get paid or play But just by in the shade And get paid I internalize that I customize that the relationship between my ground and my scouts, I I it down once, everyone was going fast, so I sped up, cause I didn't want to reach the end last. There's a i swap, almost the shiny choker, the pistol poppers that make pretty noise and get the dollars, while the world watches, who's in our street scholars, two for some prejudice and $100,000 watches, some of the got to, some of us did not. The streets taught us, and with their heat cost us, and with their laws gave us, fuck with the people that's always gonna come back with rain. Big movies from below, the golden age, robin heads, go, 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 see You can't lie to yourself, to yourself, you can't lie how this shit felt, though. Ain't no surprise how the car is getting dealt, bro. I I won't be back. I won't be back. Won't be back. I won't be back, I won't be back, I won't be back (laughs) Oh, oh, oh,
2: Right. okay, so your third shoplifting choice, what record? All right, the
3: third to? choice is this Scott Walker album from 1984 called Climate of Hunter. The track is called Track 3, <laughs> which I find kind of funny because it, it has Billy Ocean singing backing vocals on it, and it has, like, this generic name for <laughs>
2: How, how, I'm, I'm a big Scott Walker fan, and yeah. I must admit I'm not overly familiar with this this record.
3: It's his only album from the '80s. Yeah, it's very strange, dark, not quite as dark as like Tilt or The yeah. Drift, but uh, it's good. This is kind of the pop song on the album. So,
2: has has he always been an influence on you, or some, someone you've loved, or yeah,
3: at least um, for the last I don't know. Whenever The Drift came out, that's kind yeah. of when I tuned in. But he he does I think something that we have started to do on our latest album, which is incorporate, like, strings or, like, almost, like, uh, movie soundtrack elements yeah. into his music. Um, or using, like, classical... Maybe not classical, but uh, instruments in a way that's not, um, like, just the straight melody line. It's yeah, using yeah. them for texture and... Uh, yeah, it's very theatrical. And, yeah. He's yeah. it's, it's
2: sort of the best at creating you know, those cinematic soundscapes, um, which definitely seems to feed into the sounds that you create, you know.
3: We're trying. We're not quite as terrifying as most of his music. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: So the, the next record, you would be employing a, a whole orchestra to, to work with you, maybe, or... Oh,
3: God. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, we'll get the guy punching the big block of... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you the meat. That's maybe attainable for us. Oh, what's <laughs> that thing on
4: Bish Bosh, where he just starts uh, oh, talking God. about, like, trumpets farting? Or...
3: Oh, yeah, the sound of the farting... Tr- or yeah. I, when they first... Was it Bish Bosh um, where they first released the video and it like of the first single and it cuts to all these different things and it's like a guy shaking a huge bowl of marbles yeah. Yeah. and then there's like these like uh, like cavalry swords that are hitting together. So- yeah,
4: sometimes his theatricality goes a little bit too far. <laughs> he's still he's going for it. Yeah, probably. he is. Yeah.
3: Well, hopefully we'll see the, the marble shakers on on the next record. <laughs> um,
2: okay, do you want to introduce this track?
3: Sure. This is track three by Scott Walker.
0: Die. That desert clouds under and so Lord lightens. Sleepers wait there with woes in their sides. <laughs> your failure fulfills your most secret defeat After me I'm no man's son Run out and recognize A life of its own lays down the horizon The distance reigned in his eyes Rock of Gas Don't bury me Hide my soul Sink of Where we be, I'm my soul. Rest free.
2: Okay, so we'll move on to your fourth shoplifting choice.
3: Uh, The fourth choice is by Fred Thomas, who's a guy we know from Michigan. And this is a song called Every Song Sung to a Dog. It's a pretty intense song, but uh, we went on tour with Fred um, last year, and then a little bit this year with his other band, Failed Flowers. And um, this was a choice by our bass player Scott Davidson. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he mentioned before he put out some of his records. Was it?
3: Yeah, he put out um, one of his albums. Scott had like a small label, and this was like the best album he put out. Yeah. And um, we've been fans of this guy Fred for forever.
4: Yeah, Man, friends with him for a while now too. He's he's pretty, he's pretty established in the local Ann Arbor and now Detroit scene. Yeah, where he's been. I mean. Making music for over twenty years and like actively involved in things and somehow he's not he's not too jaded. He's still like one of the nicest people. Yeah, yeah. We've ever come across and toured with, and he's still. I mean, this is from this is from his most recent record, right?
3: No, this is um, two albums ago. Yeah.
4: So even like even today, he's still making. I think he's making the best music he's ever made. Um, so it's always exciting when that happens too. Someone that's made music for so long. I mean, he had. He had some success with Saturday Looks Good to Me and then kind of just kept going with project after project. But it's it's really inspiring to see someone that continues to be creative and make awesome music. Yeah, he sounds like a bit of a sort of Michigan hero for you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Cool. Well, uh, would you like to introduce the track?
3: Sure. This is Every Song Sung to a Dog by Fred Thomas.
6: Some be sleashed And the rest so hung up On the majesty of having two functioning feet Don't kind yourself to comfort Don't talk about the future In the fur path, shape and suture In the tangle of tubes where I lose you Everything has changed And the rest of us remain So could we exchange our lifespans? Would that be a shitty deal? my eight potential decades, sloppy, selfish, and unreal for your 13 years of walking in one clear pure in a backwards baptism taken back to the beginning to make sure there's no revisions and we are all on one mind but we watch this reel rewind and i see myself there completely lightweight wasted on like a single drink in 2003 in baltimore smashing my first flip phone on some piss soaked alley four corridor crimes of the heart crimes of the convenience store a whole history of crime felt more important At that time, I see them all from last to first As they play out in reverse I get to find everything I ever lost I get to uncast every curse See every unturned motorcycle Every page from every Bible All my acid stomach mornings And my nights of deep survival Horses in the stable Teenage tears and chocolate cables We see that we insane From all the changes strange and mango We see that never room Filled up with everything consumed A pile of everything consumed To fill the never living room Hear every song sung to the dawn to a dog walk with every dog song to a dog i never walk with every dog get every song to a dog i walk with every dog every song a with every a walk with every dog song a dog walk with every dog get every song to a dog i'll ever walk with every dog i'll ever walk with every dog
4: So uh, your fifth choice, your fifth record, what have you gone for? Our fifth record is by Riley Walker. What's the album called? Golden sings that have Golden sings that have been sung. Uh, yeah, it's a hard just, one to got, say. He got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice one, Riley. You got us. Um, yeah, R- Riley. We first met in uh, 2014, and it was a, uh, a very weird bill we played in Chicago. Uh, it was. He played first, and then we played, and then Cloud Nothings played, because um, they had brought him on tour with with them for about a month, um, and I think he just to, uh, they uh, Cloud Nothings, I think have a tendency to like to freak their audiences out with their <laughs> opening act choice. They, they always choose people that they love, and Riley's one of the most talented singer songwriters going right now, but. Was he doing his solo stuff there? He like? actually had he had the full band with him, right? Yeah. He, had, he, he had he It was quite heavy. His stuff before that was yeah. That it, right? w- yeah th- th- it wasn't. It, it was yeah. It was kind. Of, some of the stuff was kind of heavy, but still, it was still in that like, you know, Chicago improv- improv- improvisational scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. It, he blew us all away. He our first experience with, with him was. Him just like, hey, dudes, what's up? Let's go. And we let's shotgun a beer. And we were, like, chugging beers with him. He was crushing them on his head.
3: He knows how to party. (laughs) But but then you see him play, though. He plays
4: these beautiful, beautiful songs. So So, intricate. Yeah, like, yeah, in like in the same vein as, like, Tim Buckley and people like that. But it still feels. Like John Martin. Yeah. His hero, yeah. Still feels pretty modern. Um, and I feel like he's really coming into, into his own as a songwriter now too, when he was always incredibly great at guitar. He's like I really enjoy his lyrics now and his voice and everything he does is, is just is is really awesome. So it's great to see just like someone like that that's like he's such a character, but it's like genuinely who he is. Yeah. That crazy person that's like the funniest person at the party, but he's like incredibly talented as yeah. well. He just very much lives and breathes it, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well then what what track have you chosen? So we're gonna that? uh play the song The Roundabout.
7: Cause I like to see sanctuary again and again Hands folded in prayer God do you write prescriptions God damn my signature's is fake I take the roundabout Cause I like to see my house Number four, number five Number six, number seven And number eight me that
2: Okay, well, we're supposed to have um, five choices, but um, we're going to have a six, so what's your sixth choice? Is that this one?
3: Yeah. This is a local band yeah. in London <laughs> called Feature. Uh, this song is the first track on their new album. It's called Psalms. How did you get onto this band? We played with them. Yeah. When was that? Three years ago?
4: Either two or three years ago. It was... Um, an upset the rhythm show and Chris that had booked all of our shows, the upset the rhythm guy, I think. He, he we, we, every band that he had put with us has been incredible. So every time we do a London show with him, we ask him just any band you want to have open for us, we trust you. And yeah. every band he's had open for us has been incredible and features. Been
3: incredible. That's good to hear. And the cover of their album was done by uh, Richard Phoenix, who. Is in a band Sony Youth that we're supposed to be playing with us.
2: That's um, next year, right?
3: Have sorry. You got, have you got
2: shows with Sony Youth next year or, or are they playing it's some... supposed
3: to be this week, but uh Richard had uh ear surgery. ah, And he's still healing. So
2: hopefully it gets well soon. I love mm-hmm. Sony Youth. I know
3: they're incredible. We're all very bummed we can't play with them this week, but well we want for them to now, feel better. <laughs> let's have that future track. Which track was it? Sorry? Psalms.
2: Okay, so um, thanks very much, guys. Um, like I said, it's a real privilege to have you boys here, and I'm really looking forward to the in store tonight. Huge fan of the records. Thanks, thanks so much. incredible. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Man. Um, so just to finish off, it'd be really nice to have a track from the new Proto Marta album.
4: What would you like to play? Let's play uh, Half Sister, the final track off the album. Um, if if that's alright by you? Yeah, it's your <laughs> choice. It's, it's your podcast. So. <laughs> perfect, here it is.
0: Thank
1: Yeah